This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Let's talk about some of the other offensive pieces here on the Take Command podcast. Logan Paulson there. I'm Craig Hoffman. If you are not subscribed wherever you are watching or listening right now, now is a good time to do that. Uh, just hit the follow button on Spotify, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, subscribe on YouTube, uh, wherever it is you're watching or listening. We'd love to have you for each and every episode that we do three times weekly here on Take Command. But I want to talk about Larson in a second. I want to talk about Alex Arma first, um, because when we talk about the switch in mentality and some of the ways uh, that EB is is becoming a better play caller for Sam, and, and bro- like, like let's be clear, a better play caller overall. This is also his ninth game or this was his ninth game of doing this. He's still young being a solo play caller or inexperienced in being a solo play caller. I think that Arma has solved some of the problems that they've had and that one, he's a, he's a very, very good blocker who in some of their multiple tight end sets, like he's lined up on or in line or, or on the wing and been a very impactful player in some of their short yardage situations where they had huge problems. They were getting crazy creative to try to get a yard earlier this year. And now it's like, we're going to go in 13 personnel or 22 personnel and Arma, you know, when you send him out there, he could be either one. You might line up with him as a tight end or him as a fullback and we can smash you for two yards on a third and one and we're, we're fine. They've also gotten some nice, uh, you know, play action stuff off of some of the I formation looks, but also some of the heavy looks where he's in there. And I just kind of wonder if, you know, obviously you have him at your disposal, you're going to use him, uh, which is nice, but like you think back to some of the issues they had earlier this year, could it have been solved by simply having that fullback and having a better blocking tight end and the impact that he's made these last couple of weeks? Yeah. I mean, I don't think, I don't think it's a cure all having Alex Arman there. I think there's a, it's a lot of factors kind of coinciding or kind of coming together, but I do think Alex Arman has been a nice addition. I think just having the ability to get into some different looks, it does stuff to the defense. You know, it just says, Oh shoot, like they got a fullback in, like what's our check versus this? So how do I fit this? And, it adds a level of prep. It gives you some flexibility. It just gives you an opportunity to present a different look as opposed to saying, hey, we're in offset gun 90% of the time. Now we can get in the dot. We can have the fullback in. We can have a guy who can move around. We can sh- change strengths of the formation quickly. It just gives you a little bit of flexibility. And to your point, 
having one, having a guy who's just a little bit more of a blue collar, hard nosed guy is important. Like it just, it, it breeds something different into the offense, which is great. So I think yeah. um, obviously like, I think his, his addition kind of coincides with Larson and Chris Paul. And we'll talk about those guys in a second, but I do think Arma and Bates is a guy that I think deserves a big shout out, like the flexibility he's given them from, you know, kind of being able to block a, you know, five technique, which is really tough sledding for a tight end to also, you know, make some plays in the pass game for you has been great. So I think those two guys kind of being the Bash brothers, so to speak, has been nice. Now they're not playing, you know, Arma's playing 10 snaps a game, but it does give you enough flexibility to kind of um, get into some different stuff, present some different looks and have like a, just a different physical mindset. Like they ran straight week, which is, um, you know, what I would call 15 week in Kyle's terminology. And it's just, lead like you're just putting that fullback on the weak side linebacker and being like this is this is a physical football play and i like that i like that that's a feature of the offense now and um you know they ran the first time for eight yards and i think part of it is because new england's like what the heck is this like no one runs a fullback anymore right and they had an opportunity later that could have been a huge play but larson gets a little stuck on the double team and doesn't get to the line the backside linebacker so um, but I think that's a, just a nice wrinkle, just something to give you some layers to the offense as opposed to being in this kind of spread out, wide open formation all the time. We give you some different looks, some different stuff to prep for, some different mental gymnastics. I think it's a big deal. Yeah. And and to to the point you made kind of towards the end there, I actually think it's a bigger deal from like a mentality standpoint. Yeah. Like I just think they've been way more physical since he's been around. It's like, oh yeah, we have a fullback and we can smash you. Like, and so that, that mentality versus that, like, Hey, it's fourth and one, we're going to be in, you know, as spread as we can with Brian Robinson in the backfield, we're going to just be in straight empty on a fourth and one. Now it's like, no, 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 no. Like we're going to, we're going to go beat you up. And I think that that's had an impact having a 330 pound center and a 330 pound left guard also tends to help in that. What did you see from the offensive line? As you watch this back is, as, as Larson and Paul enter week two uh, of a better performing offensive line. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, Wiley and uh, Cosme, they just seem to have a really good chemistry together. And obviously, you know, Wiley, I think he gave up a pressure, one pressure. But, like, overall, like, one pressure for an alignment, pretty solid day. Um, Cosme, I think, did a good job. You know, he's just a tough – those guys are just big, athletic, tough dudes, and I like that. Larson, again, you mentioned the kind of the physicality. I think the thing that where it shows up most is in pass pro. Like, the depth of the pocket has been so much nicer, even with Chris Paul. Like, Chris Paul is still figuring out how to pass off stunts and things like that and, and like he's still working on his chemistry with Leno still working on his chemistry with Tyler like there was one where Tyler gets beat by Christian Derisaw he was playing the shade the play, yeah. and I'm like I don't know and everyone's like oh Tyler but I'm like it'd be you have to talk to Ron uh, Juan Castillo about it but I kind of like Chris I don't think you need to push out of here so fast like just right. stay there. if with Larson him. thinks he's blocking half a body and right. Paul's going to block the other half then he's in perfect position the problem is the other half never gets blocked and he just gets blown by right so I think there's a little bit of that going on with Chris but again Chris is a big strong dude man and he gets his hands on people and it's and it's impressive the way he's able to keep some depth to the pocket I think the one thing with Chris too I would point out again he's kind of an relatively inexperienced because he wasn't very well coached in college at least that was the kind of the the, the billing when he came out um there's times where he's in outside zone and he doesn't understand that hey backs offset weak it's you're not running true outside zone take a little bit better angle to this little tighter angle to this linebacker hey be a little thicker on this double team hey let's get a more vertical push and those are things that'll come with time and experience but i think from a physical physical standpoint from a mental stand from like a physicality standpoint there's the word i'm looking for i think both those guys have been a nice addition and i think 
Tyler's done a really good job. I don't know how much he's calling because, like, in this game, his head's between his legs a lot. They're working on the silent count, but they have not had the same issues in terms of free runners to the quarterback or, or mis-IDing protections or mis-IDing runs. So um, I'm not sure if that's all on him or if that's kind of a collective of the offense getting more comfortable, like you alluded to with Sam, but I, I, they're playing better. They're playing better with him in there, and um, and I think Chris has been a nice addition as well from a pass protection standpoint. Like Sadiq is a is a strong physical athlete, but there's something about Chris Paul in terms of his ability to just keep some width and depth to the pocket that I think has been nice. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential, and then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yeah, definitely. Um, Ron was asked about these things yesterday, and he mentioned, you know, the girth between the two guards in the center. Uh, very stout. And then uh, how veteran Tyler is, his experience, his understanding and feel for what we're doing and how we're doing it. And then he also was asked, where is this other one? Yeah. Uh, there's a couple of things that you can point to. Some of it is helping to idea the direction that the protection is going to go and the type of protection we're going to use. Then you see them trying to pass a snap, uh, pass a snap off as far as trying to pass them from one blocker to the other. There was an instance, I can't remember the play, blah, 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 but that they did basically, they did a good job. Um, and that Tyler came back and helped, uh, where Cosme might have left uh, you know, dry a little bit. There's just like a veteran move. So yeah. sometimes following a Ron transcript is a bit of an no, adventure. No, but but, um, but like, like the, the point, true. the larger point being like the veteran nature of some of it is pre-snap and it's like, oh, we got this here. We got this here. We got we to gotta slide this way. We got to do that. We got to, you know, this guy's coming. We got to, he's actually the mic, especially against New England. But it's also like once the ball is snapped, have it's you like seen enough to be able to react and make a play? And it seems like that, as much as anything, is where Larson's making stuff right, where Gates maybe was not. Yeah, and I think just like that feel of being like, I can hang on this double team a little bit longer. I can sit in this slide a little bit with eyes. Still, you know, I'm sitting on this shade till Cosme gets here, and I can be patient because that guy's dropping out or, or whatever. Like, there are moments like that. And I think it just led to a generally more consistent group. Even though Chris Paul has been, I'd say, a little bit less consistent, like, his consistency, his inconsistency doesn't show up in big splash plays. And I think it, there's a benefit there. You mentioned kind of the the size and, his, and his, a certain kind of physicality that he brings. So I definitely think, and again, like this group um, of New England pass rushers was not overly that dynamic outside of Christian Derrissaw. Obviously, they have Ken White, who's their second round pick, who's, who's done some good things, but very young. But So I think I expected this kind of performance if they could get things targeted correctly. And that's what they did. And I think you look back to Philly, a more dynamic group of pass rushers. Say what you want about them. I think they're kind of aging out, but very solid performance. And I and it, it it's like a one-to-one -one correlation with those guys coming to the lineup. So 
Um, we'll see if they can continue to perform at that level, but I like what I've seen so far. And I think, um, I think they're going to play, they're going to play well. And I think that in conjunction with Sam's understanding of the offense and Sam's improvement is going to continue to elevate. I think that's another thing to keep in mind here too, is like, we're giving these guys credit and they do, they deserve credit, but also remember that Sam is improving as well. And that improvement is going to help that offensive line look better and statistically look better because we've been pretty pretty strong advocates that outside of the New York Giants game, the O-line's been playing well. And I think like this is kind of, you know, maybe Sam is just playing better now, you know, in conjunction with what Tyler and Chris are doing. I think that's part of it. I also think this, Matt, like you can have two things that are going well, but don't fit together. Like I think this machination, the stouter, like bigger line with a little more depth of pocket is definitely the better fit for Sam Howell and and the more veteran in Tyler. Like I think, I think Gates was in many ways a bad fit for Sam. And maybe that's something that people that are way smarter than us could have seen up from a mile away before the season. Um, but I think it's something that's definitely way easier to see with the benefit of hindsight. So that's not me like assigning blame on anybody. Um, I mean, look, Gates was a risky signing to, and also like you did draft Stromberg and like, uh, you know, that's a weird roster construction, but the, calm the, down, the, Craig. Calm down. Calm down. the bigger, the bigger <laughs> point is like at, in seeing it now, like it's pretty clear that Larson and yeah. Paul are are the better fit for Sam. And so um, hopefully that can continue this weekend against Seattle. Um, anything else on the offense? I have one more thing that I thought was interesting, but anything else from you that you you definitely want to touch on? Um, I think uh, obviously the playmakers, the, yeah. the guys showing up. I don't know if that's what you wanted to talk about, but that's something I think is... I, I had one, one facet of that in mind, but... Yeah, I think um, you know it's nice to see Jahan getting explosive, Terry making plays... Jamison Crowder has been a really nice kind of slot guy. Logan Thomas has been incredibly consistent. Um, the running backs, I think, are running hard and making plays in the past game when they have to. So I think there's a lot of things to be excited about. Um, I think there's a level of consistency I'd like to see improve from Jahan. I think he made a couple of big plays, but he also had some drops. I think he'd be the first one to tell you he's got to clean that stuff up. But yep. um, I, 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 I generally feel that, you know, with the offense, with, you know, with the changes on the offensive line, with Sam playing more consistently, um, that this offense is going to be a problem. And, you know, we talked about a little bit on the post game. It's really this team will go as the defense goes. And we'll talk about that more in the second half of the show. Yeah. Uh, the, the thing I was going to mention is a shout out to EB for doing a great job replacing Curtis by committee. Um, mm-hmm. And whether no, it's Jamison, yeah. Jamison Pringle, and like they got Gibson more involved. And I love to see it. Yeah. Like, I, I just think that, they found like some of the screen game stuff that had worked for them and they they used it what I think is super smartly. It's like we don't need a 45-yard touchdown for a screen play to be successful. If we can get 8 yards on second and 5 and get a first down, like that's a great use of the screen game. And so they used Gibson on like three or four of them. Gibson has 11 total touches. Uh, and it's not like a monster game, but he was super efficient. Um, I think it was like 11 touches for 74 yards, but on a, you know, six of those touches, he gets a first down. Like that's great, yeah. and so finding ways to continue to get him involved. I my my one playmaker gripe. I think I would like to see Chris Rodriguez put back in a little bit more. Like he's running the ball. He seems to be their best runner. Uh, Robinson had the fumble, but he also had the touchdown. So it's a little bit of a mixed bag. But Rodriguez has been very consistent. But I, I love the way they use Gibson, and I hope that when Curtis gets back, they can c- continue to find ways uh, to keep Gibson involved because I think he's too talented, and he will break one. Like it's a matter of yeah. time before he breaks one. 
Um, and so that, that was kind of my thing that I thought they did a really good job because Curtis has been really important to this offense, um, kind of subtly. Um, but without him there, they found multiple guys to, to do the things that he's done. Well, Byron on third downs, Jamison getting loose Gibson in the screen game. So, um, good job by EB and Bobby Ingram and, and the running back coaches and everybody on, on figuring out how to do that. But I also think that Gibson warranted some of those opportunities. Like there's times where you, I think you've probably seen it where he gets out there and he doesn't look like he's, he was running like a maniac, man. He was running yeah. with a super uh, deliberate, like super, super purposely. And I think that's been good to see kind of him kind of when he's at his best, he's special, you know, it's just sometimes I feel like he's kind of in between. And so to see the confidence he was playing with and uh, the, like kind of the right mental approach was also really good. So credit to the coaches, but also credit to Gibson for kind of finding that in the game and, and I think warranting more touches. And I think that one of the things the staff has done is they've been pretty good about who the hot hand is, is going to get more touches. And I think he kind of said, I'm the hot hand, give right. me more touches. So. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 